welcome to Mind Space Minimal, a podcast exploring the connections between consciousness, lifestyle, wellness, and aesthetics. We're your hosts. I'm Jessica Yatrovsky. And I'm Daniel Ryan. We hope you enjoy this episode. And today we are talking about back to school. <laughs> Here we go. Pack your bags and Here, your lunches. Get that lunch pail out, guys. Mm-hmm. It's fall. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, God, I couldn't wait to get out of school when I was in school. Uh, that was all, all I dreamed about was being out of school. In most cases, too, the most interesting people I've spoken to about the pandemic are my nieces and nephews and the kids around me that have had truly bizarre years of education. Mm -hmm. First of all, watching adults lose their minds. And then outside of that, you know, just the on Zoom, not on Zoom, in the classroom, all of the the noise around it, and then the lived experience of it, which they had to go through. And of course, they're just kids. They don't know what to compare it to. They don't give a shit. They're just like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Can I hang out with my friends? Can I can I play more video games yeah. Fortnite? Well, my nephew uh, was robbed of his senior year. Oh, see, you know, that's sad. My, really my nephew too, actually. My nephew, Cole. Shout out to my man, Cole. Prom. What's your nephew? Yeah, Graduation was really weird. And then he was the lead in the school plays so they were gonna do like a very special thing for him the end Mm. of the year and like honor him and give him whatever they give people (laughs) flowers Mm -hmm. and awards and ribbons and things and i feel really bad for him because he didn't get to go to prom with his girlfriend and they just the whole thing yeah yeah he he was actually working (laughs) his senior year he just started he was doing what postmates or whatever yeah that's pretty sad but like on the opposite side of the coin though it's kind of cool to be like, oh, yeah, I graduated the year of the pandemic. So, like, I didn't have a prom. That's true. You know. That's true. Maybe that. Maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe for a lot of young people, that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Young people, write in. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Talk to us. How did you feel about it? It's not like you need those things, but being ripped of those yeah, it's nice to have the option. Yeah. Right? It's nice to be able to turn it down. Mm-hmm. And then they had to do some weird thing where they had to drive through to get their graduation packets. And then they didn't get to sure. keep their cap and gown. Like all these really weird, strange things. So, that is strange. yeah, I feel for them. But, yeah, like I'm curious because I was, I was reflecting on this this morning about being a kid and going to school. Like I'm talking about elementary school. And middle school and high school. And like, did you like school? Were you a school person? Uh, Some years, yes. Some years, no. I had some distinctly just, you know, pronounced kind of chapters in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, my freshman and sophomore years were relatively miserable, but for pretty understandable (laughs) reasons. First of all, puberty. Second of all. My parents were going, you know, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's one through four. And then uh, at that time, though, my parents were breaking up. Mm. My, my family was going through all kinds of hard stuff with addiction. I was being exposed to way too much too young. Like there were, there were things around me 
that would have made any person a little bit, you know, unhappy and just kind of on edge. But then my junior and senior year were awesome. You know, I mean, like things changed and uh, I changed and, you know, and I had a relatively, you know, as I mentioned all that stuff, I had a relatively nice childhood. Mm -hmm. I grew up in upper middle class New Jersey in the 1980s. Nintendo Entertainment System, boy. <laughs> you know, like I, I grew up in a peak time to be a kid and then to be a teenager in the 90s mm-hmm. was also a privilege. So, yeah. you know, I'm not complaining. I'm really not actually. But, you know, long answer to your question. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. How about you? Well, I mean, through all the therapy I've been in, we've always tried to track basically the genesis of my anxiety or separation anxiety, I guess I would qualify it as sometimes. And self-diagnosis is a dicey game. Um, no, like I've talked about it in therapy. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I would always have this thing where I would go, like I loved being with my mom, even though my mom and I didn't talk a whole lot. Like I, I mm-hmm. loved being around her when I was young very young. I'm talking about elementary school, you know, preschool, all of that. And um, she was a stay-at-home mom, but she was like PTA, Mary Kay, like that. She was that kind of mom. And I just remember in the summer, I would start to get really bad anxiety when it came close to school starting mm. because it's a new class. It's a new year. And I would start to like tell her I was feeling sick, like I was getting sick. And I remember one year she was just like getting sick of me being sick before I started school. And she was just like, you just have to go. okay? like you just have to go. And what was funny about that is that I think that was just like butterflies, generalized anxiety that was temporary, you know, because once you start school, I was never nervous again. Like I never had nerves again. It, It went away. And then it literally went away. Like when I hit puberty, like it very much went away. Like I never had anxiety again until I was more of, I guess, an adult, you'd say. So Mm. when I was around 18, 19 and my parents, they moved back to California. I stayed in Nevada and I started to get anxiety and panic attacks. So I wonder if that was like had something to do with this like separation anxiety. But Mm. then it was... It was very much there was a lot like like what you just listed off of things that went on in your family. There was a lot of stuff going on in our family at the time. My parents were not getting divorced, but there were other things like businesses closing, people moving, my sister getting married, becoming pregnant. She was in she was pre-med. She was in college. Like there was so much going on at that time. Mm. And then they left. My sister did stay in Nevada. But I just remember well, in high school, I started attending UNLV. I started taking college classes because I was so fucking bored in high school. I was like done. <laughs> I was done with all my classes. And then you know how in high school, you pretty much have just a few classes a day by the time you're a senior. Yeah. So I think it was, I don't know if a sophomore or junior year, I just started, I just applied to the university and I got in and I just started taking classes. So then I didn't have to like get accepted when I was like, I, I just wanted to go to UNLV cause I was there. And so I, smart yeah, it was good. And then my sister and I had crossover cause she was just finishing up while I was 
still there. And we even took some psych classes together, which was fun. And um, yeah, it was very strange because when I was in college, I was like, I'm just going to stick with pre-med. I was taking some art classes, but really I was just doing like my science classes um, at the very beginning. And then I remember having when my parents started moving, like, you know, making the pilgrimage back to L.A., I took a year-ish off. I think it was about a year. I don't think it was quite two years off of college. So it was like going to high school and college. I graduated. I was doing college for one year, and then I took a year or two off. can't remember. And when I went back to school, to college, I just remember feeling like, oh God, this is like, what am I doing? I have five jobs. I'm like trying to pay for school. I'm trying to do a million things at once. And like, that's the early twenties shuffle, you know, when you're trying to get it all together. And I was dealing with like severe anxiety at that time. So I do wonder if, because as a student and you know me personally as a perfectionist, like, I wonder looking back on that, if Things could have just been easier had I not taken school so fucking seriously, <laughs> including high school. Third you question. know, it's like I was an OK student, but I was such an overachiever in that, like, I would ask for tutors all the time. I would want help because I, like, didn't want to fall behind. And I felt like I'm a slow learner. Like, I do feel that I'm very intelligent, but I feel like I learn in a very particular way and I know how it is that I learn. And that's not the kind of education you get in a regular school system. You just don't. You don't get it. You don't get hands-on. I mean, now they have all these schools. Like, I live in Brooklyn, right? So we have all these, like, hands-on, you know, we're going to teach you the way you need to learn. And, like, I didn't have that shit. Like, they were like, here's the curriculum. Learn it or not. Like, I've been having so many (laughs) conversations with people. I'm like... I never read all of these books. They, I never got assigned these in English class. Like the only book I actually remember reading in English class was Flowers for Algernon wow. and Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Like that's what I only actively remember reading. I know I read other mm. things, but like yeah, what a shitty, like fuck that school system. That was bad. And had we stayed in LA, I think it would have been better because like if you talk to my sister – she read everything, you know, like, what is it? Gone, gone with the wind, withering heights. What fucking, what's the one with all the boys <laughs> on the the island? Lord of the Flies. Lord yeah, the like flies. she read all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I never read that. Now I'm all fucking trying to catch up on Audible with all of the classics. So I don't know. But. Well, we're both going back to school kind of now, mm-hmm. aren't we? In our, in our own different ways yeah Yeah. let's talk about that a little bit you know you tell us what is uh, (laughs) tell us wise one that hates school tell us jessica (laughs) yeah actually if we want to if you want to go from that angle i can get Mm -hmm. with that you know if you want to because i have a lot of (laughs) a lot of pent-up stuff but did you like college no my undergraduate experience was uh unfortunately unpleasant Mm -hmm. you know it really was i did not have the experience that the brochure said i would (laughs) but uh but i did graduate from emerson college which uh, with a bachelor's of fine arts and writing sociology and publishing Mm -hmm. so 
I find it weird that you and I are in a very similar kind of trajectory where we've both decided during the pandemic. Was this pandemic yeah. like a pivot? <laughs> this is a pandemic pivot to be like, hmm, I'd like another it's graduate degree. Sure, why not? Because uh, I'll get my first. I mean, I, I went to Parsons for my MFA and grant it was a grand time and <laughs> did you enjoy uh, it listen to the other episodes because <laughs> i think we talk about parsons <laughs> enough but i mean we do we do i don't know if i've ever asked you that mm. or if we've ever talked about it in this way though right, you know right. what i mean like um, did you just was it a nice time in your life it was certainly it was different than any other experience that i've had yeah. And there were high points and low points, but I think that the high points, hmm, I was about to say the high points overshadowed the low points, but not necessarily, but I think because they didn't, it made me a better person, a better artist, a better person mm. out in the world, realizing that people aren't going to just hand you things. And I already knew that, but I was just frustrated because I'm like, I'm in this prestigious private school. What the fuck? Like, why is this so difficult for X, Y, and Z reasons, which I won't get into on this. But the thing is, is I had some really fantastic professors. Shout out to Jim Raymer, George Pitts, and some really fantastic supporters of my work and of my journey as mm. a student, as a master's student. And I think that those experiences those really stood out to me and those were the important things that I took with me. And after graduating, I mean, when you go to a school like Parsons, it just automatically opens doors, like just period, like because you, you're peers. So I know a lot of I know a ton of undergrads that I became friends with, that I photographed, that I worked with like professionally, that they've hired me for stuff. I've hired them for stuff. And in the graduate program, too, it's like they'll curate your work into exhibitions. I'll curate their work into exhibitions. There's always like an in-the-know kind of vibe that you get from being in, in an institution um, like a private art school. And you could literally have gotten straight Ds. I don't – actually, I don't know if you're allowed to get a D in graduate school, but like you could get straight C minuses, right? And no one would know. They'd be like, oh, you went to Parsons. Here you go. Here is this job. Like, you're the right. person yeah. for the job because you went to the school. So it's the namesake, I think. Is that how you would say it? The namesake? Or the prestige. Yeah. Or, it's the know, pedigree. It's a lot of ways of saying it. Yeah, it's yes. the pedigree of going to that school that opens doors. When they hear that name, they have associations to it. And especially if they live in New York, they absolutely know what Parsons is. And I think I, I, I got all Greenberg on it because I've heard several people on different podcasts talk about Parsons and they call it the Parsons. And I'm just like, <laughs> uh, um, which shows you the stuck upness that you can get stuck into <laughs> when you go to that school, because you're just like, this school is so expensive. It is this, it is that. And you know, this is the name of the school. And, um, I was writing this long letter to this one podcast and I was just like, I need to stop. Cause I think Kamala's Kamala Harris of Kamala, like I know her Kamala Harris's stepdaughter goes to Parsons. I mean, we all know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless. We, all know, we all know yeah. Kamala. 
uh yeah her her daughter and stepdaughter goes to parsons and they Mm. were like she goes to the parsons and i was like wait what am i doing with my life i'm writing a long letter to a podcast i'm like no no you're not no you're not anymore delete 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 (laughs) but um but anyways getting back to that the 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 things that i liked about it are things that are happening after now like in my life and also having the camaraderie of people that I've met along the way. And like, I just recently reconnected with a student that was, was an undergrad student at Parsons. And it's, that's so nice, you know, because like also what is that thing where people bond, they bond over their abuse to trauma bonding. What is it called? Oh, uh, trauma bonding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's really just a term for it good and bad ways of people empathizing and creating bonds around having been through mm-hmm. similar things. And it's, we have a shorthand of the way we speak to each other. We know like the facility and like, Oh, that's yeah. You know, in this building and then that room and, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like, it's nice to have that. And I was thinking as long as I've been on clubhouse, which has been since the beginning of this year, 2021, I was like, you don't have to go to school. Like, you could teach yourself, da, da, da. You know what? I made a full 360 on that opinion because I think being in school, I know it's expensive and I know that there are people that are, they can teach themselves through YouTube. But, dude, YouTube University, no, guys. Like, if if you want to be out in the world, I really think going to an institution, even if it's a short period of time, you can meet enough people to make connections or try to get a scholarship, like try to go to a a state school, go to an art program or something that's like, you know, something where you're actually meeting people and having discussions because it is really isolating if you're trying to like YouTube teach yourself things. I guess it also depends on your field, right? But I'm, I'm speaking specifically in the arts and like any creative arts where you're like writing, um, doing anything artistic. I I just think I've changed my mind and I think it is important to go to school. (laughs) I think school should be free. That's the thing. I think school Mm. should be free. Mm. But other than Mm. that, you know, now thinking about you and I have been talking about going back to school as adults. Um, I'm kind of like, Oh man, the paper writing, right. Writing Mm. papers. (laughs) <laughs> I'm starting to get like a little sickened at the thought of that. I'm excited about that stuff, honestly. But see, you like to write. I do like to write. And not only that, I like to be told what to do. See, I do too. <laughs> Sometimes, of course, under very specific circumstances. Yeah. But in these circumstances, I will accept it. You like it. structure. You know, this, these are the... I do like structure. And besides that... I think it's going to give us structure. Yeah, no doubt. And... You know, everything that you just said is spot on, too, of course. I mean, I am going to... So I have applied to the narrative medicine program at Columbia University, narrative medicine being this beautiful way, I think, of, you know, describing kind of the work I've been doing, not kind of, but the work I've been doing for the last 10 years. And yeah, I'm there for the people. Mm -hmm. I'm there for the community. I'm there for... uh, opportunities and access that I don't have mm-hmm. other places. I am there to learn and be challenged, but, uh, you know, in a way that is re- really diametrically opposed to 
the attitude I had and the way I was in my undergraduate career. I'm there for the extracurriculars in many, mm -hmm. many ways. But yeah, I mean, the structure and all of that for sure, too. Yeah. Are you anxious about going back to school? <sighs> yes and no. I, in, I mentioned before, you know, it's really true. My undergraduate career was so unpleasant, but I, I have to also include with that. I didn't know why I was there. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know. You felt like you were in the wrong place. <laughs> I really was. You know, not only did I feel it, but I was right. I was in the wrong place. And, um, and uh, you know, it was a time in my life. I was just too young. Mm -hmm. You know, I was late teens, early 20s, the same basic age bracket that everybody is at that time and didn't really know myself well enough to say I should be here or there. But, you know, as the rest of my life would prove, I should have been in a big city somewhere mm -hmm. either you know, in New York or in the West Coast, perhaps, you know, I don't what if too much, but there's probably a version of myself that went to California around that time and is very happy in some <laughs> alternate reality. You know, it's probably something somewhere. But uh, I believe that it's it's other pieces I'm anxious about. But, you know, more than anything, I'm excited for it. Now, what are the pieces? Is it like financial time? commute well sure the significant <laughs> economic expense and the you know dollars and cents mm -hmm. of it that make no sense absolutely yeah i know that how i'm gonna get some rich benefactor to pay for it <laughs> maybe know. if we got some sponsors on this podcast like that would help <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by blue chip <laughs> yeah like <laughs> i don't even know what but you know to speak to that though i mean the anxiety and and everything left over from my undergraduate experience i'm actually pretty excited to resolve mm. and make good on i wish i had had an experience like you describe at parsons you know even a little bit uh if i had known enough to put myself in it even in a direction yeah i remember too like when i was applying for schools i either wanted to go to san francisco or new york but really, it was only New York. I was just like, whoever will accept oh, me in go. New York, I'm going. And I remember I also, I'm not going to go through all the schools that I applied to, but I remember one in particular, I applied to Hunter, you know, because Hunter is also less expensive and pretty prestigious or like a respected art mm -hmm. school. Wow. The tour of that facility left me <laughs> sickened. I like just this, the facility was gross. They were super rude. Wow. My portfolio review like, you know, when you are sabotaging yourself, I sabotaged myself during the interview because I was like so pissed that I was waiting in like an indoor outdoor carpeting hallway, gross on the floor, just sitting there for oh. hours because they were behind. It was like in March and it was snowing and I was like, it, it was just like the worst experience. It was like a gross facility, like all the studios were nasty and I just remember thinking, I can't see myself here. I don't even like where Hunter was located. It was like all of these things. And then they were flipping through my portfolio. There was like three people and we were all crammed together in this little room at this little round table. And they were looking at my work flipping through because you have to like submit, you know, in sleeves in your portfolio and they're flipping through it. Like I like binders full of women style, right? Like just I was just being flipped <laughs> through. And oh God, yeah. they I remember this. I remember them asking me, 
just not what they were asking me. It was how they were asking me these questions. What are you about? What's your work mm. about? What's it? Why, why do you want to come here? And it was so nasty. And that, by the way, mm. contrary to popular belief, people in New York are not nasty. Generally, no, no. they're, it's they're true. not nasty people. So they probably are not even New Yorkers. These assholes that were sorry unless you're driving at the right time. Yeah. unless you're driving at the time in which case that guy's got to get somewhere fast well you know this you. is an aside but um i've witnessed this since i've been here for well over a decade that the rudest the the rudest people i've encountered are not ever from new york they're not from new york sure. i I'll get rude yeah. people because i think they think this is New York. People in New York are rude. It's like, no, it's the people that move from other places that come to New York are rude or people from other countries that move to New York that are rude. So it's like, actually, <laughs> we who live here totally are just love each other. That is pretty consistent with my right? experience, actually. That I noticed that a lot of the people that I know, people I love mm -hmm. very much who will remain unnamed, but they come here and they get agitated. Right. You know, they come here and they get yes. agitated and that's, that's in a, a touristy yeah. way. And some of them like live here for various mm -hmm. reasons. And they're like, the minute I can leave, I yeah. will. <laughs> you know? And you're like, this is not for you. But yeah, but I, I just remember I was sitting in this interview and they were asking these questions and I started just straight up giving one word answers. And then I think I remember at some point I was just like, I don't, I don't want to go here or something like that. It was like re no, really bad. And I was like, oh shit, what did I just do? But I was just like, they no, didn't want me here. Like that's. Yeah. It's, that legitimately sounds to me like you actually saved yourself some grief. Yeah. I, you know, that's, that's exactly the kind of impulses. Those are mm -hmm. the kinds of impulses I wish I had had and listened to at that time mm -hmm. in my life when I was just like, yeah, you know. I guess I'll go yeah. here. Sure. And it felt know? like the energy in that space didn't feel right, like in the building. And it smelled like a like a gymnasium where there's a pool. Like it was very pool smelling, <laughs> like chlorine, sure. like damp. I was just not into the experience. And it was funny because um, another friend of mine that I went to undergrad with was there, too, for an interview. I didn't even know that he was going to be there. And he, he had also applied for, um, he also applied to Hunter as, as a sculptor, as a sculptor. And we ended up having lunch together and just hanging out with the other applicants. And he ended up going to SVA, thank God, because huh. I was just like, dude, we can't go here. <laughs> this school doesn't deserve us. I, I know that well, the tuition is low, but like, fuck this school. Probably not low enough. The uh, some last thoughts here on After that. <laughs> school and education. Well, based on something else that you said, though, that is really important, though, because as much as I am legitimately very excited to actually be going back to school, even knowing I'm doing so at great expense and mentioning, as we have here, you know, the unpleasantness of undergraduate or some previous experiences, not all, definitely not all. I've had some great teachers. God bless them. I love you. Thank you. I definitely have had, and there's good reason to have a lot of hostility and anger at these institutions that, you know, I do believe, even as I'm doing this, that the impact of student debt and the price that these institutions require, and then the way that they behave cravenly, like real estate mm -hmm. companies, while they call themselves schools, and then, you know, 
put our youngest people in insurmountable debt that we'll be climbing out of for the rest of our lives mm -hmm. if they have their way. It is a, a horribly predatory system in most mm -hmm. cases at the undergraduate level, as far as I'm concerned. And I don't think that there's a villain twirling their mustache. There's no doubt a lot of people who are financially benefiting, but there are more mm -hmm. who are not. Uh, you know, I have, I'm putting that yeah. aside, you know, and uh, really, yeah, again, excited for all the reasons I've expressed thus far, yeah. but uh, mindful of the, the cost that it comes large and small. I do feel like, for example, since I went to a private art school and the one that I chose to go to, I think that it was divinely guided and very well suited that I ended up at that space mm. because even when I walked in, That's nice. Jeff Weiss, shout out to Jeff Weiss, he met me at the elevator and he was like, you really want to go here? And I was like, oh my God, you're like, this is like... Jeff sounds like a I cool was guy. Like, this is this is like someone in my family, you know, and he gave me the tour. He's like, I'll mm -hmm. give you the tour. And this was when Parsons was still under construction. And I don't know if you've, you've seen mm. or been to any events to Parsons in the past, like, decade. But, wow, they've... I actually... My old apartment was a block away from Parsons. I don't know so if you ever... So you've seen its, like, transformation. Very much yeah. so. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, we lived very close and to it. And they've done beautiful things and really do a lot for the community. Because Parsons is also the new school, which is maybe why people are calling it the Parsons. But... Um, <laughs> but the new school, it's just a wonderful facility. There were just so many resources there and so many things that when I went to that school that we had requested that now people are, you know, taking advantage of like classes after us because now they have access to these tools and this technology. And, and I'm just really happy about like where I came from, you know, like, Mm. All personal issues that I had aside, I think it's a wonderful school. And I think that you can gain a lot from being in a community and in a, quote, a club, you know. And mm -hmm. okay. I don't see anything wrong with it. The thing I think that you and I are both kind of complaining about, if I may, is that it just shouldn't cost that much. It should be on, you know, you get in on merit and you pay a sliding scale or you don't pay at all, right? I mean, I know it would make things like highly competitive. I know like I got a partial scholarship and so did everybody that, that got in because there was only like 12 or 13 people in my program at the very end. Yeah, it was very, wow. very exclusive because it was a very particular department within Parsons that I graduated from and some people dropped out. So I think it started at almost like 15 or 18 people, but that's... <laughs> It only 18 people get into that. That's that's very competitive. So Absolutely. I think that, you know, money aside, it would be great if these institutions were available for people to have the access, to have the resources and not to pay so much. Well, here's the thing, Jessica. I think they have the money to do what? that. What? I'm pretty sure it's probably somewhere oh. on an island. In the Seychelles or you know international mm. waters, we'll just say. But I think these these institutions 
have the money to do that if they wanted to, if they wanted to. It was funny because last year during the pandemic, they figured out how to give all of us money and they shut the whole city down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like, very quickly i'll say actually on a if short they did that i feel like they could allow everybody free tuition or at least like just let's cross this debt out let's just put a red strike through it and be like paid in full did you hear on um i don't know if it was on the news or in the news that there's some mm. billion dollar thing where they're striking student debt I'd, I've seen consistent talk of it, and, you know, that's yeah, all I've okay. seen so far. Has some has something been decided? Have you seen any I bills passed? I heard that something was being decided. I don't know if it's been decided, but someone made a, a joke that, like, yeah, they won one billion dollars or something. I don't know if it was millions or billions. And they're like, yeah, and it all mm. went to pay off one person's debt. <laughs> <laughs> Like that sounds about right. That's great. Yeah. And it paid off this one guy's debt. So I think that's probably a good place to yeah. close it, actually. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Space Minimal. Thanks, guys. Visit us at mindspaceminimal.com and email us at mindspaceminimal at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.